The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. So just want to get back to the election campaign for just a moment. And again, a reminder that uh, the Leaders Debate airs on Global News Radio 880 Edmonton starting at 530 this afternoon. Or you can watch it live stream on globalnews.ca. When you start to look at some of uh, the different topics out there and what different people are, you know, waving the flag about, uh, you probably haven't thought of this one uh, unless it's happened to you. So deaths from the misuse of opioids in Alberta hit a record high in 2018. The latest numbers show nearly two Albertans are dying every day from accidental fentanyl overdoses. Now last year, Alberta Health says 582 people died from fentanyl overdoses between January 1st and November 11th. The year before, 463 people died. Now, two Alberta groups are calling on whichever, whatever party forms the next provincial government. It must take immediate and decisive action to address the epidemic. Petra Schultz from Mums Stop the Harm joins me now. Welcome back to the show. It's a pleasure to speak with you again. Now, for those who aren't aware of of your story, because it has been a while since you've been on with us, um, and and why this issue is so important to you, can you can you share with us once again, please? Well, our family was personally affected. Um, our youngest son struggled um, with substance use. He was de- dependent on opioids and was using problematically. And um, sadly, he relapsed when he was in recovery. And that was just when fentanyl was entering the scene and we did not know about it. I'm sure he did not know about it, but he died from an accidental fentanyl overdose in 2014, April 30th, 2014. Um, and he was only 25 years mm. old at the time. Oh my goodness. Um, and we're seeing um, the, the rate of these accidental overdoses continue. You know, in the intro I talked about uh, was last year, 582 people died from fentanyl overdoses between January 1st and November 11th. The year before, 460. 63 people died. Now, your organization, uh, Mums Stop the Harm, has teamed up with Change the Face of Addiction. Uh, You're saying right now, as we head to the polls, as we're in the middle of this campaign, that uh, the opioid crisis must be a priority for our next premier. What do you want to see done? Well, Canada has a four-pillar drug strategy that includes uh, prevention, treatment, harm reduction, and enforcement. And for too long, we have uh, kind of starved the three pillars other than enforcement. And we want the future leader, like, first of all, to acknowledge and to recognize that this is a problem. We were really disappointed, and that's in part because we, why we issued these report cards, that very few leaders even speak about the mm. issue. Only the UPC has released something in their platform. Um, uh, Ms. Notley has spoken about it a few times in interview, but we really want to p- have more attention paid to this. If we look at all causes of overdoses, not just, um, uh, not, not just fentanyl alone, two Albertans a day die from this, yeah. and we think it should be a priority. It's a public health crisis, and we don't see it treated like that. So that was our motivation to, to put it on the agenda. It should be on the election agenda. So um, just recently, uh, the two groups, uh, you know, Mom Stop the Harm and Change uh, the Face of Addiction, invited all of the party leaders to complete a brief online questionnaire on the issue. Can you give us an idea what those questions focused on? Well, the questions 
for example, they, they focused on the leaders understanding that this is a, the magnitude of the crisis, that this is unprecedented, and then that they see it as a public health and not a criminal justice issue. Uh, we looked at uh, their approach to harm reduction, such as naloxone distribution and supervised consumption services. We want to see support and investment in that and also to see if whatever strategies they propose are based on scientific evidence mm -hmm. and um, uh, that they take a measured approach that we're really a health-focused approach and um, look at as well as at the greater picture. Uh, for example, our groups are calling for the decriminalization of personal possession and that is a federal issue and, and we are looking for provincial support for that so that they advocate for sensible drug policy and they are looking at protecting the lives of Albertans into the future. And Petra, what kind of response did, did you get from the leaders? Well, it was a was uh, somewhat disappointing in the fact that um, only Mr. Khan actually uh, um, sent us a comprehensive reply. Uh, with the other leaders, we went um, to their platforms, media interviews, and of course um, with the NDP, we also had their past performance to grade them on. Um, most of uh, Mr. Mandel's vote um, for the Alberta party is based on the fact that we had very little information to go by, so it's like when you don't submit your exam, you, uh, your, your assignment, you get a low mark. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so let's start with the UCP and leader Jason Kenney has said the opioid yeah. addiction crisis is a public health emergency. He has said he would appoint uh, an associate minister for mental health and addictions as part of the party's strategy and would consult extensively with affected communities before opening new supervised drug consumption sites. Tell me the good and the bad of, of the, um, the Kenney uh, plan and, 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 and the overall grade. Um, the, the good about the Kenny plan is for one thing he has a plan and he spoke <laughs> about it and it's part of their platform. We, we were very pleased to see that. However, what is in the platform and not just what he said but also what his, what his past track record is, um, we didn't see a strong support for harm reduction and around supervised consumption, for example, he said he would um, uh, take a socioeconomic analysis uh, even of existing sites and these sites went through rigorous uh, um, planning and, and, and assessment uh, with the federal government to be approved. And a recent court challenge of the, some of the sites um, uh, was not successful. So they have been evaluated and assessed and they are also a health service. Yeah. I don't think a socioeconomic analysis is appropriate when lives are at stake. Um, the other point is that uh, um, uh, some of Mr. Kenny's uh, investment that he's looking at, he's looking at abstinence-based and also faith-based treatment approaches. And while abstinence-based approaches might, like such as 12-step, might yeah. work with some forms of addiction, they, they are not proven to be effective when it comes to opioids. Actually, they're even dangerous people are at a higher rate, uh, a higher risk of overdosing after an abstinence-based yes. treatment approach if they relapse because they don't have any tolerance anymore. So that is part of um, also Mr. Kenny's focus is strong on the criminal justice end, on the enforcement end, and that just has not been proven to be effective. Even even the Calgary police chief has said we can't arrest ourselves out of this <laughs> problem. And if you look at the U.S., they have some of the stiffest penalties to drug charges, but they have 
have higher overdose rates. Uh, so obviously, the solution to this crisis is not an enforcement. So, and investing in that area will further stigmatize people and drive them out underground. And when people use alone, that's when they die. Yeah, and so the overall grade for the UCP? He got a D minus, Mr. Kenny. D minus. UCP got a D minus. All right, let's yeah. move on to a Rachel Notley and the NDP, the government in charge for the past four years. What has it done right and wrong and, and uh, the overall grade there? Well, what the, um, the NDP has done right, they have heavily invested in harm reduction. They have invested more than any other government uh, previously, and that has made a big difference. We have seen more naloxone kits distributed. They have saved countless lives, and we have also seen an expansion in supervised consumption services and in treatment. Um, where we were disappointed with the NDP is that uh, it doesn't. the opioid crisis and the overdose crisis does not seem to be in their platform. We don't see it, uh, see any new announcements. We have only heard the, pre- the, uh, the, uh, the leader of the NDP speak about that when she was asked by media. And uh, we really think this should be in their platform and we would want to see what uh, the NDP's plan is if they were to form the, new, uh, the next government. Um, what would they do moving forward? So she has a grade of a B. Of a B. And, yeah, and much of that is based uh, not just on what they have done, what, much of what they've done is good, but we are really disappointed that there isn't more of a focus in this election on this really important health crisis. I'm Petra Schultz from Mom Stop the Harm joining me this afternoon. A questionnaire on uh, the opioid crisis gone out to the party leaders. Uh, the only party leader to sit down and uh, fill out the questionnaire was the Liberal leader, David Kahn, uh, also receiving the highest grade. What do you like about what that party is proposing? Well, um, I, first of all, uh, the attention to the issue um, a proposed uh, um, investment of, um, of $150 million in mental health and addictions. Of course, one would have to see how and where this will exactly be invested. Um, but he sees the um, overdose epidemic as a public health issue. He's clearly stated that he's come out on public events. Um, he's the only one that has spoken out in favor of decriminalization. So um, we give them high marks from from that, and um, and, and uh, the approaches he proposes are more evidence based. Um, but of course, um, we have not seen um, any any track record mm-hmm. there, so it's harder to to see where that would lead. But what they are proposing at the moment um, looks most promising out of the information that we were able to gather from party platforms, announcements, and of course from Mr. Khan and our questionnaire. And so he came in at an A minus. He came in, came in at an A minus altogether. Okay, so the Alberta Party and Stephen Mandel, of course, former Minister of Health, received some praise uh, for overseeing the launch of take-home naloxone kits uh, when he was health yeah. minister. But the party received the lowest grade from the organizations. And why is that? Well, for the lack of response, lack of, uh, I, I suppose they haven't really released much in terms of a platform mm. on other areas as well, but one would really want to see this in a platform. And also, Mr. Mandel, when he was health minister, yes, they released an naloxone kits, but also in many other areas, there was no ramping up of treatment. There was no, um, nothing on supervised consumption. Um, he was health minister, um, after, he became health minister after our son died, and I was watching 
watching closely and there was just no sense of mm. urgency there. I was watching the numbers climb in the early years. They were they were doubling and I was missing the sense of urgency. Mm. And I found, you know, for me, every time, with every person who dies, I feel the sense of urgency because I know what it does to a family when you, you lose a loved one that way. So the Alberta Party getting an F on this one. That's right. Yeah, an F. So, you know, as, as why, Petra, why should, why should voters care about this issue? Well, sometimes people think, you know, um, overdose crisis, not something that will affect me. And that is where I would have been, you know, it's coming up to five years, five years ago. Um, I did not think we would lose our son, even so he was struggling. But it, I have since learned that it can really affect any family. Um, it, uh, it is something that, uh, that all Albertans could be, should be concerned about because it could be their child, their loved one, but also because we are losing a generation. Mm. Um, Canada-wide, 4,000 people died, and most are men between the ages of 25 and 40. Wow. These are people who've just graduated. They, mm. they should be working. They should be getting married. They should have children. And um, it, it will have a generational impact. So it is something that we should really care about. But because of the stigma of substance use, it does not seem to be on people's radar to the extent to which it really should be. So where can people, if they want to take a closer look at these uh, report cards, where can they find them? Um, they're now on the Mom Stop the Harm website. Okay. If you go to momstoptheharm.com under our blog, they're the first item on the blog. And they're also on the Mom Stop the Harm Facebook page. Petra- but the blog is probably the easiest place to find it on momstoptheharm.com. All right, Petra Schultz from Mom Stop the Harm joining us this afternoon, urging you as voters, Chadville, to uh, take a look at this issue, at the opioid crisis uh, in this province, and think about it before you uh, cast your ballot on April 16th. Petra, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for the opportunity, Dylan. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.